All right, so we're going to start with our sermon series this week, and we're going to be in this uh, sermon series for four weeks, and it's going to be on Joseph. And if you've never looked at Joseph, um, I, I'm super excited that we're going to be going through through him. And if you've if you've looked at Joseph before, and uh, maybe you know the story, you've been in children's church, you've been in church your whole life, and you know the story of Joseph some Joseph somewhat, you know the, about like his brothers and all of that. Um, uh, uh, I'm excited that you're going to be hearing about it because we're not pulling any punches. We don't pull any punches in student ministry, and we're pretty obvious about what happens in Scripture. And there's a lot of, like, nitty-gritty that happens in Scripture and stuff like that. So uh, we're going to dive into that. But we're going to talk about how Joseph, and every week we're going to be talking about something different that, like, he was. And the first week is really Joseph, when he was a teenager, was a dreamer. He was a dreamer, like, just dream, like, he came up with, like, weird dreams, and he knew it was from God, and back then, like, and God can still use dreams now if he wanted to, um, uh, uh, but he, we have scripture, right? So we, we understand what God want, has for us with scripture, right? Um, but back then, they didn't have that. So a lot of times, the way God would speak to someone is through dreams, and we, you, you would see that a lot in the Old Testament, um, but here's... Here's the thing. So a lot of like he, there's two main dreams that we see that Joseph has. But before we get to that, I want to kind of go over a little bit, a quick overview. And we'll we'll kind of talk about this a little bit every every week. Um, but just a little bit of how Joseph's family was. Oh, Joseph's family. Everyone go. Oh, oh, oh. Before you get go, ah, oh, Joseph's family, let's talk about what a loving family he has. <laughs> oh, his family's issues had issues that had secrets that had more secrets that had issues upon issues who had, like, secrets that you would want to lock in a cage and never, like, explain, right? And somehow, somehow God uses this family to, like, uh, like to to show the world how awesome he is, mainly, mainly maybe because this family is literally the worst. Um, so let's talk about it. So Ab you know Abraham, like fa everyone, father Abraham and many sons, many sons that father Abraham. All right, stop, stop it. Um, yeah, well, father Abraham was a father to many sons and. Um, not not like a lot of a lot of different people uh but anyways abraham had two wives and he like you know that's not good um and he had like more than two wives like two three four you know whatever um not good and then and then abraham had like the main person in there he had a lot of different people uh but the main person there was isaac and Isaac had uh, Isaac was married to Rebecca, which was his cousin, um, and um, he also, you know, wasn't really that faithful. But they only really kind of like specifically for this story, just one. And then Isaac had uh, Esau, which I like uh, Ehud. Sorry, uh, I liked him. Uh, he was awesome. He he like hairy, like just a man. Go out and yeah. I didn't. Um, he's a little old. Uh, if I played football with him, he'd be like, "Where's my banana?" Because he'd be so old. He's like, he'd be like a four, five thousand years old. Um, but anyways, um, so 
there, there was the oldest brother, and they were twins, and the younger brother of the, the twins was Jacob. And, like, honestly, um, like, no, no offense to anybody who, whose name is Jacob in this room. I love you, right? I love, I love that you, got you, Jacob. Like, well, whoever is a Jacob in this room, like, you're the man, all right? You're the man. However, Jacob in the Bible, he's like, he's got problems upon problems that he just seems to, like, put himself into, and, like, he's just a bum, right? Like, he, he's, he's weird, okay? And, like, Jacob, he, he had, like, he, he worked this whole time. I'll ask, I'll, you can ask me later. Um, he worked this whole time, right? Jacob's like, like, he goes and he works at, hey, pay attention. Um, he goes and he works and he, he, he works for, like, seven, like, for years and years and years to marry this girl of his dreams, the love of his life. Like, um, he, he really loves this, this one girl, and um, he, I mean, he really loves her. Rachel, she, he loves Rachel. Oh, my love. Uh, I'm going to work for you, and I'm going to tend to all the goats and, and livestock and, the, and the, the donkeys and the, the things, and, and it's going to be great. And then he works up to their wedding day, and because Rachel's the second um, uh, daughter, he ends up uh, marrying, <laughs> he goes to get married and uh, realizes on his wedding night, he didn't marry Rachel, he married Leah, uh, Rachel's older sister. Uh, okay, and so he works another like seven, like years and years and years and marry, like, it's like, I'll do, and then marries that and marries Rachel again. So now the guy has two wives, right? And And then, and then they like swindle people out of like, like animals and they swim like they're a little bit con- like he's a little conish and he ends up taking all this like livestock and he leaves that that family now he has two wives right and he has more but like for this sake we'll just say two and then all of a sudden like leah starts having children rachel doesn't rachel gets annoyed so he she goes well here's my slave marry her and so he goes okay and then Re- Leah get like Leah gets annoyed so she's like well here's my slave marry her and he goes okay and and like so this is Joseph's dad right so it's messed up it's it's like it's just a weird like situation right and here's here's the thing Joseph was born to him in his old age, the first son of Rachel. So the 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 act the like he has multiple wives and all of that like messed up family. And if you don't think it is like just see the problems that they they dealt with, it's it's like horrible. Um, but here's the thing, um, buddy, not 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 back up front. All right, um, but here's the thing. Um, so Joseph was very special to Jacob because Jacob, Joseph was the firstborn of Rachel, his actual true love. His actual true love. Like all of that other stuff, that was a lot of sin. That was a lot of different things and stuff like that. From, but from the very beginning, Joseph was the firstborn of Rachel. So at this point, we come into the story, and Joseph is the youngest 
There is another one that comes along, Benjamin, uh, with, that was born of Rachel, but uh, that's, the, Benjamin's not, hasn't been born yet. So Joseph is about 17, and he has 11 older brothers, the main, the main people. And like all these 12, they come, they, they, they're the 12 tribes of Israel, and that's like a whole different thing, but like they start like the, the main tribes of Israel. They, these people were, were powerful um, uh, ended up being powerful people and figureheads, right? So there is 12 brothers, and Joseph is the younger one. He's 17, and at, like the other brothers cannot stand him. They can't stand him. It's obvious that the, they're, they're his dad's favorite. It's obvious that he gets all the, like, all the blessings and stuff like that. It's obvious that they don't love, he doesn't love their mothers as much as they, he loves their, his, uh, Joseph's mothers, Right? And so here we are in chapter 37 of Genesis, um, verse 5, where Joseph um, was given a, a coat of many colors, meaning like it was all bright and it was all cool. And basically what that meant was that wasn't a working coat. That was like a, like, you know, go around, make sure everything is working well, be my errand guy, but you're not to work. You're, you're a little bit higher than the hired help, right? So he, he was already set apart from everybody, right? So um, Joseph, Joseph had a dream in verse in, in chapter thirty-seven, verse five. He had a dream, and when he told his brothers that he uh, that they hated him even more, he said to them, "Here, here is my dream, and that I have a dream. Behold, we were be, uh, binding sheaves." in the fields and the the sheaf um uh my my sheaf arose and stood upright and behold your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf so basically here's what it is like they're out there working in the field they're bundling all the hay and they're making it bundles and basically it arose and here's this big huge sheaf and like all the all your all the little brothers and all the older brothers they bowed down to him oh goodness like if you had a long younger brother and you're like dude and it's obvious that like joseph is kind of like saying like um we read more into it like this is what god is showing me you know like you're going to bow down to me. Like, if you had a younger brother, maybe you do, maybe you don't. And he came up and was like, dude, one day you will bow down to me. I'm going to be mighty. I'm going to be great. You might as well start bowing down to me now. How, how quickly would you be to, like, just beat the snot out of him? Like, <laughs> like, and this guy has like eleven older brothers who mean like they're just as, like they're they're rough, they're rough around the edges, right? And so this is what happens, right? And so the brothers really don't like him now; they really don't like him now. Then he has a second dream. It shows in verse nine, and he gives this dream. And he tells not only his brothers, but he tells his father and his mother. Behold, I've had a dream among dreams. Behold, the sun and the moons, the 11 stars were all bowing down to me. And his dad was like, get in line. Get in line. 
But however, his dad was a little bit older. He was a little bit smarter at this point and kind of kept that into the back of his mind. You see, these dreams, he might not understand what was going on. And he, like, let's be honest, he might be a little dumb saying that out to, like, his older brothers who could, like, you know, kill him. Um, and his dad, like, he's, he's, he might not be, like, he might be complexing, like, complicating things a little bit too much. He might be a little bit naive. But here's, here's the thing. This is what was going on with Joseph. He understood that there was a dream that was given to him by God. Now, let's, I want to be very clear here. We're dealing with, we're dealing with a, a, a situation where they didn't have scripture. So God talked to them like through dreams, through that stuff. Right now we have the scripture, and the scripture says that it's profitable reproof for our correction and our teaching and our understanding. Meaning if anything goes against scripture, it's not from God. So this is our scripture. This is what we have. This is God's dream for us. So this is what we follow. But Joseph understood that he, there was a dream from God, and he didn't keep quiet about it. Maybe it was out of naivety. Maybe it was out of him being like, nanner, nanner, nanner. Or maybe it was just him saying, like, this is what I got. Here's the thing. You can have dreams. You can have these great ideas of what you want to do in life. And that's okay. But God has a dream for you as well. God has a dream for you as well. And the more you see, seek him, the more obvious that dream for you, for he, that he has for you, will become your dream too. The more that you seek him, the more that you understand him, that will become your dream too. And I'm not talking necessarily like... you going to what college you're going to go to. Maybe that's down in the future. I'm not talking about what you're going to be when you grow up. Like, some of you already are like, I'm going to be a doctor, and I know it, and good, like, some of you, you'll end up being that. Other you are, others of you are like, I just don't, I want to, I just don't want to do my laundry, you know, like, uh, like, that's me. Like, that was me in middle school. I'm like, what? What's deodorant? Like, that was me, all right? And so, like, but there are things that you're going through right now. And just as Joseph, God gave Joseph a dream and made him excited for it, and he was focused on that, God gives us a dream. His dream is that you are with him, that you are his child, that you follow in his, like, in, 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 in steps of love with him. And we can do this by looking at him. But there's a difference here between Joseph and his brothers. There's a difference here between Joseph and his brothers. And we see this very specifically in, verses cha uh, in the same chapter, 37, in verses uh, 25 through um, 28. And here's what happens. Joseph gets a, like, a little bit before this, his dad says, hey, go check on your brothers. They have the livestock. They're in a different part of the, the land. It's a little bit more fruitful there. You know, like, they're, they're, they're working their they're gain. They're working. They're doing all the hard labor, right? Just go check on them. Come back. Report to me. 
Like, that was his job, just messenger coming. And so he goes to where they are, and he's like, I don't know. Like, I think they kept on going. And so he's starting to walk, and he has his, like, you know, like, rainbow jacket on. He's like, and, like, he's probably like, I'm walking with a big, heavy jacket. Um, and, like, and his brothers can s- see him far away. It's like the Crossmobile, man. You could see that thing. You could see them zipping up right around here. And, like, he just sees sees, their, see, they see their brother, their younger, annoying brother, and their jealousy that they had for him. And the very beginning, that the fact that he got all the good stuff, like he was the favorite, um, and he shouldn't be, all of that, the jealousy that they had for him, over time turned into hatred. You see, when we start to become jealous of people, when we start to start to envy them, that breathes and grows in our heart into something that's hateful towards someone else. And the problem with hate is that it becomes so consuming in our hearts that our hearts become murderous. The, the, the Bible says in Matthew that if you hate someone, you have committed murder in your own heart you've committed murder in your own heart and we see this playing out right now the brothers see him and they just can't stand him he's so annoying he's so selfish he's so about himself our parents don't get hit just because he's with this other like the the son of some other woman we can't stand him and, and then he, there he is coming to be, like, obnoxious, so they, can, like, they decide to kill him. They've had enough. Envy and bitterness and hatred corrupts us. And you know what? Can I be honest? Sometimes we have that in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, and it's because someone is really, really rotten. Maybe it's us. Maybe they're just doing their thing, and it's just like, have you ever, like, seen someone that's, like, kind of perfect, and you're like, (laughs) I can't stand that person. Like, oh, that guy's good at everything. Can't stand him. Like, jerk. You know, like, oh, and you're nice, too jerk you know like how dare you um like get out of my face stop making me cookies you know like sometimes we get annoyed at someone and it's it's our it's our heart fully but sometimes we get annoyed at someone because they're mean to us and it sinks into our heart it sinks into our life and the the problem with hatred is that it's murderous It's, it's evil. It's the reason why there's people who look at different people and lower than they are because they just are filled with hate. Filled with it. So as they see him coming, he's like, they're like, well, let's kill him. Uh, like, they're like sharpening their knives and their pitchforks. It's like, I'm going to stab him in the head. Um, and like, they're like, yeah, let's, let's kill our brother and stuff like that. And then Judah was like, no, let's not kill him. 
and, and maybe maybe he was thinking like, I gotta I gotta slow this down, but I don't want to get on the bad side, and I don't really want to support him, but I don't really want to go against my brothers, whatever it might be. But he like he had the ideas like, what what gain is it from for us if we kill him? Like we get nothing out of it. We get absolutely nothing nothing out of it. I got an idea. Let's throw him in a pit, and then sell him. He'll be good as dead. We'll never see him again. We'll sell him to Egypt, which is a really far away land. Like, we'll sell him. We'll get money for him. We pocket the change. We, we tear up his clothes. We put some blood on him. We, you know, we go back. He's good as dead, and we get money for it. And they're like, okay. And then, and then we don't have to, like, say we murdered someone. It's so cliche. You know, like, I don't want to murder someone. Let's just sell him into slavery. Um, and so that's what they plan to do. And here's the thing. Here's the difference. And as we could see through this whole story and through whole Joseph's whole story, as we look at the, like, these four weeks, what we see is that we see a Joseph that is willing to look at his circumstances and not look at anybody else, not to put the blame on anybody else, but worry about him and his relationship with God. He's not worried about what someone might do to him if he does the wrong thing. He's not worried about what if being jealous of someone else. And at this point, it's pretty easy for him not to be jealous of anybody. At this point, it's pretty easy for him not to barely look, look at different circumstances and go, man, I wish I had that, because he was the favorite of a very, 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 very wealthy dad. But what we see in the characters of his brothers is that they weren't focused on their relationship with God. They weren't focused on their relationship uh, with being good. They weren't focused on, uh, on maybe training him or kind of like correcting him. No, what they were focused on was other people's problems and just saying like, if we could just get rid of that guy, we'll be a lot better for us. And can I be honest? We do that. We do that. I do that all the time. Exhibit A, all right? Have you ever sat in a message, right? Maybe mine, maybe, maybe pastors, maybe Daryl's, maybe somewhere else, and you're sitting down and you're thinking to yourself, <laughs> oh, I hope they're listening. And you're, and you're thinking of a person, man, I wish, I wish Johnny could be here. I wish he could be here and listen to this message because he needs to hear it. <laughs> maybe, and maybe, maybe he does. But maybe you need to stop thinking about someone else and what they have their problems with and what you have and start thinking about your relationship. Your relationship experience you think to yourself well like well i wouldn't have done it i would not have done this if it wasn't for my sister if it wasn't for my brother doing it and egging me on i wouldn't have done it or i wouldn't have done this i wouldn't have think this if, if it wasn't for the fact that i have a terrible family 
or I would have done this, but this got in the way. We put the blame on other things, and we, we start to look at something else as if, if it's their problem. But you have to realize that we all have a sinful nature, and we are all in need of a Savior. And once we realize that, and once we accept that, we can, we can acknowledge that, surrender our lives, and dream with God, and follow Him. But here, here's the problem. If we decide to do that. The path that we take, the path that we desire to take, and we know, we know that God has this for us. When I was like, when I was, um, ever since I was like a little kid, before, even before middle school, I'd go back and forth on what I wanted to do in my life. Like in middle school, all I wanted to be was a chaplain in the Air Force and then realize I didn't want to do ministry and didn't want to be a pastor. I just wanted to be an officer in the Air Force. And that, like, it's ironic because I'm doing ministry and, and not in the Air Force. But, um, but anyways, like, I wanted to do all that. But above everything else, other than being, like, a, a, a Christian and, and wanting to be a Christian, all I, like, what I desired the most and what I knew in my heart that was going to happen and what I knew that, like, I was called and destined to do was to be a father and to be a husband. It's all I wanted to do. And no matter what my job was, no matter what my career, no matter what I was going to do, I had in the back of my mind, would that be a good career to do as a dad or as a father? That's what I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to do. Everyone say, aw. Yeah. Yeah, and I... Uh, <laughs> And I and I can I can surely tell you, my wife is like the best person in the world. Like she is the godliest person, the greatest person ever. Um, funny, exciting, like just my best friend, right? Beautiful, all of that. Beautiful children. However, to the path that God took me on to get there was not the path I thought it was going to be. Like I like I struggled. I went. I I came from like knowing hardly any Christian girls and like getting in trouble and and, and and different things like that. And then going to a Christian college, where like every girl was Christian, and I was like, surely my wife is here. And I would worry about it, and I would fret about it, and I would try to figure out what God's path was for me. And to the point of like like it would just tie me up in knots and be like, is she the one? Barely not. Like, you'd be like, I, I remember one time I was walking down the hall and was like, we did not meet it up. And like, I, I, was, I got nice threads on. I got, I got the cool pants. I got the cool shirt. I just bought it from like Walmart, you know? And I, like, I'm walking down and like, to the point of like, I kind of got like a little like swagger going on with my book bag. You know, you know what I'm, boys, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. And I see this pretty girl coming. I was like, She's looking at me, and she kind of like kind of smiles, but like like a smile is a smile, but it was more like girls, you know how you give like an awkward smile, you're like, <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> please walk on the other side of the hallway as I walk down this side of the hallway, and let's not just, 
let's not talk. You know, like that, like, and you give that, like, eh, like a smile. Like, you know what I'm saying, girls? You know what I'm saying? You know, like, yeah? You, you kind of understand? Like, yeah, some of them are making them right now, you know? Like, you're like, <laughs> and like, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, to a guy, a smile is a smile, right? And it's like, she's smiling at me. And you're like, hi. And you're just, and you're just like, ah, he's talking to me now. And you're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to go. I want to leave. And, and all the guys thinking, <laughs> smile. You're just smiling at me. <laughs> so, like, I'm walking and, like, and then and she, gi- she gives me, like, you know, the awkward smile. I was like, <laughs> and she's like, um, your tags are all over your clothes. I had, like, a pant tag on. I had a tag on my shirt. It was embarrassing. And, like, I was like, well, she's not the one. Um, that's not going to happen. But here's the thing. I worried about it so much. I worried about well, how I thought my, the path that God had me on and the path that God was taking me on so much that I just wasn't worried on God. I wasn't focusing on God. I was more focusing on what I thought the path might be. You kind of understand that? I was focused on where I think God would want me to be and what I would need to do to do that path. And like, I know if God wants me to do this, this is what I'm going to have to do. But maybe God has something completely different for me. Maybe the pet dream is this and God is right. Or maybe I'm so focused on my own dreams, I'm not willing to look at God. And he has a dream of being a ruler. And in this circumstances, this is a dream from God. And we're going to see that God takes him on the most unconventional path to become one of the greatest rulers in the world that we'll ever see. Sometimes, like in right now, you might be going through junk. You might be going through pain. You might be going through torture right now. But God might be using that to strengthen you, to teach you, to, 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 to give you understanding of where you came from, to show you that you need to depend on him more, to show you that no matter what circumstances that you get yourself into throughout your whole entire life, God has got you, and he can get you through different things. We need to stop looking at our circumstances as maybe being of just all about us and what, like, and, 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 and what this person did or that person did or what we did and what the problems we had, and we need to start looking at maybe God is training us. How can I learn through the circumstances to give glory to God? So they see Joseph, they throw him in a pit. They, first they like strip him, they throw him in a pit like, give me that coat. And he was like, no, my coat. And he's like, give me that coat. No, 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 that's my technicolor dream coat. And he's like, they're like, no, that's my coat now. I like colors. And like, and it's like, no. And then they like, like this, they Spartan kick him into a pit. And they, like, you know, into a pit. There he goes. And um, they take the coat. And, like, meanwhile, a guy comes by. And they're like, hey, there's a guy in a pit. You want him? Yeah. How much? 
I bought a dollar. <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit more than that, but like they didn't like get much from him. They're like, here you go. He's a weenie. <laughs> get out of that pit. Um, and so he goes into slavery. They take his coat. They like they get a goat, because that's what everyone is. They get like a sheep or a goat thing and then they just <laughs> and they kill that thing and they're like, hey. <laughs> and then and then they just pour the blood all over the coat and they rip it up and they're like they bring it back to the dad saying, Oh, he was mauled by a lion. Mauled by a lion, and um, and the dad was like, "No, my only child." And the brothers were like, "Bro, this is why w- this is why we killed him." I, <laughs> I mean, he was mauled, <laughs> um, and so like, uh, and so the story. We'll we'll continue our story next week, um, but here's the thing. Joseph started on a plan to become one of the rulers of the most powerful nation the world has ever seen. But right now he's a slave. He goes from a dreamer to a slave. Where are you in your life? As the band comes up, Maybe you think to yourself, well, I have no idea what God wants from me. I don't, I didn't even put any thought to it. Maybe you're really thinking about your, your cert life circumstances, and it stinks. It's, it's terrible. You shouldn't have to deal with that. And you're, you're always thinking about the, the situations that's happening there. Maybe you need to think about how you can honor God. Or maybe you need to realize the biggest dream, the biggest miracle that God has done for you happened on a cross. Happened on a cross and he rose again where he died for you. And as we live our lives, you're going to have to make decisions daily. Hard decisions. As we're faced with circumstances where we might be like, like treated poorly or we think we were treated unfairly, who are we going to worry about? Are we going to worry about ourselves and our relationship with God? Or are we going to worry about others around us in our own circumstances and think of ourselves very selfishly? You see, Jesus Christ came down and he didn't worry about what other people's sins were, but he thought to himself, I need to, I need to save them. I need to save you. Where's your relationship? Where are you at? Think about it. How can you start dreaming for God? How can you start having God's dream be your dream? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you're doing in these students' lives. And Lord, I just pray that there's someone in here that could accept you, that could ask their leaders about how to do that. In Jesus' name, amen.